Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and just get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can reach me by email at MyFirstSketchPodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High Foss. After a hiatus for the Philly Fringe Festival, Philly Sketchfest Presents returns this month with the musical comedy duo Catherine and Sarah headlining. So it only makes sense that today my guest is Catherine Emrine, one half of Catherine and Sarah. Her first sketch is called The Premier Agency for Branding Animal-Themed Hip-Hop Musicians, which was performed at the theme show in March of 2014. Back then, Catherine was joined by Christy Goldie, who called themselves Beaver Teeth. But here in this reading, Catherine plays Whitmore, Aubrey Williams plays Simon, and I give whatever visual information you need to know. So let's go to the sketch. Standard office environment. Table with two chairs. Table is covered with papers, folders from different projects. Simon, a laid-back employee from the creative department, leans over the table, seemingly working on a project. Whitmore, the dignified and slightly uppity old head of the office, <laughs> quickly enters with coffee mugs, seeming upset. Hey, Whitmore, how you doing? Fuming. Can you believe Johnson lost the Pitbull account to Budweiser? Oof, I know. But I mean, can you really blame the dog lobby? I'd sooner buy a beer from Pitbull than an album. You know, you're right, Simon. This office has a reputation to uphold. We work for the premier agency for branding animal-themed hip-hop musicians. We have to have some integrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pitbull is a small game anyway. We have much bigger accounts to manage. Right, right. Speaking of, how's that duck project coming along? Oh, things are great. The moms from Mallard's group threw in big bucks to secure Drake. Yes, research shows moms do love Drake. Yeah, man, doesn't hurt that his image is impeccable. We're just having some awareness issues. Awareness issues? People don't know who Drake is? More like people don't know what a Drake is. Clearly, a Drake is a fully sexually mature adult male duck of any duck species, wild or domestic. Huh, the mom market makes sense now. What are your plans for, the, for educating the consumer? The apparel option's been exhausted. Maybe a song? I've got the interns working on a viral video teaching people how to ducky. That's something, Simon. A viral video. Nice work. You know, I've been in this business a long time, and I'm constantly amazed by how the industry has evolved. It's creative minds like you that keep us ahead of the game. Well, to be honest, I have to give it up to the Norwegians. They really changed the game with what does the fox say? Well, if you ask me, the fox says, I'm impressed, and you are an <laughs> asset to this company. Aw, thanks, Whitmore. But I'm pretty sure they determined that a fox says, meow, meow, <laughs> uh, What about that brief we reserved for the sheep, pe sheep people? I heard it's been giving creative some trouble, and that meeting is coming up fast. What's their campaign called again? It's Lambs and the Silence. 
I have a couple thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, just keep in mind that sheep lobbyists aren't sure how much they want to invest. We should start out small. Maybe another viral video? Well, Salt and Peppa approached us the other day. We're considering some material for them. They're still around? What ideas do you have so far? We were thinking a parody of the song Shoop, but with the word sheep, but it seemed too obvious. So we're drafting a new song. Hear me out. It's called Me and You. Get it? E W E. Huh? Huh? Hmm. I can work with that. Though it might be a bit too subtle. Let's keep it on the table, but I think we can do better. What about Bow Wow? Bow Wow? Yeah, Bow Wow. Formerly Little Bow Wow. We could maybe bring back the Lil and reintroduce him to the teen and tween demographic as Lil Baba. You know, Baba. Ba 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 yippee oh yippee <laughs> No, that's good. Uh, the dog lobbyists have been hounding us ever since Snoop's move from dog to lion. Mm, we, no, no, no. We can't take another musician from their portfolio. Right. Snoop Lion. Jeez, I don't know what we were thinking with that one. We were thinking that he needed to soften his image a little bit. And cats have been such a cash cow since those grumpy cat memes. All, the, all things considered, I can't fi- figure out why the cat lobby even bothers throwing their money around. The internet does all the work for them. You're right. What does the cat lobby need with Snoop? Oh, I've got it. This will save face with the dog lobby and appease the sheep people. Well, go on. We move Snoop from the cat portfolio to the sheep. Snoop lamb. Damn it, Simon, you crazy son of a bitch. I think it might just work. Think about it. Na, 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 na. It's the one and only L-A-M-B, Snoop Lamb. Ah, yes. I have both my mind on my money and my money on my mind now. I'll start drafting the creative briefs. All right, Simon. I'll meet you in your office in uh, in 30 to discuss copy. I'm late for a conference call now with the fish people. I've got to give them an update on the mackerel moor situation. They're still on you about rebranding him as Mackerel Moore? Uh, can you blame them? What's fishier than a white rapper from Seattle with four Grammys and a BET award? Please note, future guest Aubrey Williams was hanging out with us, so you'll occasionally hear her in the background and off mic. But here now is my conversation with Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Josh. All right. So tell me where this idea came from. Okay. So this idea, uh, my friend Goldie and I used to work together. Mm-hmm. And we would always joke around at work because our jobs were not uh, terribly difficult. And she started doing stuff at Fit. And she was like, oh, there's this thing called Theme Show. Let's do something. And I forget what the theme was. Oh, it, the theme was in like a lion out like a lamb. Okay. Um, and we were at a food truck on Temple's campus because we worked at Temple and I don't, we were just like joking around about ideas and Snoop Dogg came on the radio <laughs> we <were> like, Let's, <laughs> and then we were like, isn't he Snoop Lion now? That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, let's write a sketch about that. And it kind of just became this like uh super punny, uh, more animal yeah, musician names. Yeah. Okay, so this was before you did anything with Fit. Correct. So, like, yeah, because you've since gone through. I've gone pretty through pretty much everything, and I've gone through the entire 
sketch and improv curriculum save the conservatory because I haven't gotten in yet. It mm-hmm. has not <laughs> been accepted. Um, but yes, before I, I had I had taken a free intro to improv workshop with Corinne Wells, with Corinne, and then um, I was in the middle of my sketch or my improv one on one with Caitlin Weigel. Um, so I had I was like a little baby little baby fit person. Okay, so you but um, okay. but this was my first stage appearance at Philly Improv. But Theater. you were okay, so you were you had started classes at that point. Very, but, but like, like very sh- you, yeah. right. Uh, okay, so. Let's go through. Okay, okay. 101, you said Caitlin Weigel. Caitlin Weigel. Two. Two, I had Mike Marbach. Okay, three. Steve Kleinedler. Which was the show I saw. Yes. I actually saw your yes. class show that time. Uh-huh. Uh, four. Kristen Shear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sketch 101. So Sketch 101 I did twice. Um, I had it the first time with Madonna. And then the second time was just this summer. And um, I decided that I didn't know how to write roles for men, so I was going to retake Sketch 101 to okay. ch- and l- with that as the goal, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, <laughs> such a weird, like, specific, like, who has problems writing for men? Well, someone <laughs> ha- has an all-female sketch yeah, group and then an all-female duo. <laughs> um, yeah, so I redid it with Joe Moore. Okay. And then 201, Paul Trigg. Did, okay, so if, you, if you're doing Sketch 101 with Joe Moore, like, you're actively... Oh yeah, I was forcing yourself. Um, yes, and I didn't write any men. I wrote <laughs> two non-sexual gutter fairies and then women. <laughs> 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 Those were my characters and my sketches. So at the end of the class, David Danella told me that I failed. <laughs> so because he was also in the class, and I was like, well, I mean, I tried, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I got close <laughs> with like non-gender specific fairies, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm confused that you you only wrote one sketch for one on one. No, it was like one was um <laughs> one was a single sad female that was like so one on one the old structure. I think they recently redid the curriculum, okay. but the first one you write is a parody. Right. So I wrote a parody of a Maybelline commercial, and okay. it was all about like being a sad woman, and like it was like maybe it's maybe or maybe it's seasonal affective disorder maybe it's Maybelline kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then the second one is a character sketch but oh I got really lazy and just submitted an old sketch that I had written for nothing and it was about a girl who um it was a group of girls that were at a party that found um their old uh, dream date which was a board game mm-hmm. from the 90s and all of the girls, except for one, were getting, like, he has a hat, or, like, whatever the normal game would say. And then the other girl was getting, like, he doesn't support your right to choose, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like shit like that. Was that ever um, done? No. Okay. No, it's never been put up. Because I th- thought it sounds familiar, so. Yeah. Um, I might have done it at a SketchUp. Okay. Um, and then the last one was the gutter fairies. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, you only I do three now? Yeah, only oh. three. I think they. I think with the new curriculum, they only do one sketch. Yeah, which actually that's how um, I did a s- class at second. I did a couple classes at Second City through their curriculum, and um, there's a, their first one is you only write one sketch. Do you like rewrite it? Do you, like you do one rewrite of it, but like the first the first couple weeks are all about free writing right. and like idea generation. Sure. Um, and then. 
you write a monologue, which I'm not counting as a sketch, but um, so you write like one person, but it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like with game or anything. And then the last one, like okay. you write a sketch okay. and then you rewrite the sketch. All right. Cause spending eight weeks on one thing. Like, I know. It, it sounds, sounds awful to me. I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I did it <laughs> before. Like, so, okay. Glad. So you did stuff with second city. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you actually go out to Chicago or did you um, do the correspondent? I did. Um, I did three classes online. So I did their one hundred one and two hundred one and songwriting online. Okay. And then I went to Second City and did an improv to sketch uh, course. Cool. That was like I think it was three days and actually did it with Sarah. Um, okay. And we did it last winter and it was super super fun. So. All right. So you do the sketch for theme show. Mm-hmm. You take the classes. Yes. Uh, Barbara Bush manifests eventually out yes. of. So actually, even prior to that, before I even took classes, I did um, Matt Schmid and Kurt. Matt Schmid was my buddy for 301. He was in my 301 improv class. Okay. The class show that you saw. And he encouraged a bunch of us to do theme show. Theme show. Or not theme show. Sorry. Iron sketch. Iron sketch. That's right. Because I remember, because yes. I think yours was the first iron sketch I, I came to. Yeah, I think ours was July the second or, or the third right. overall. Um, um, and we were against Swedish and no one stood a chance. <laughs> it was, like because it was unfair. <laughs> because I went to um, Exponential's Music Festival in, mm-hmm. in Camden and I ducked out of that early yeah. because Iron Sketch was still, still doing Friday nights at midnight yes. for some ungodly reason. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm running across town yeah. to get to it. Uh, because Julia's in it, and I'm friends with Julia, and so uh, it's mm-hmm. Battle Table. Mm-hmm. Battle Table, and uh, my director. Um, I don't know if we need to like explain how Iron Sketch works, no. but like our person, our mentor, mentor yeah. was uh, Vince DiCostanza okay. of the Flat Earth, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> but it wasn't as good as Swedish because they had uh, Brian Craig and they had puppets and they had Julia Hudson and Bobby Lang and it was just like okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Um, who was the third mentor? Do you remember? Um, Greg, Greg Mon. Uh, so, because I distinctly remember a table sketch where you guys yes. were packets of yes. sweeteners. Yes. So, I don't remember anything else about the sketch. Sure. So Vince has like a very distinctive style about him. And I think when he takes, like when he puts anything on stage, it reflects him as like mm-hmm. a performer and also a director. So we started, we all had colored t-shirts right. on. And that was the, and like minimal costumes, like nothing. And because it's 10 minutes, you can't. Right. You couldn't. And to his credit, is brilliant because like we couldn't, we were like, oh man, we want to change costumes, but you can't. Yeah. Um, so we were, I think at the beginning we, it had something to do with the colored shirts as well. And then at the end we were just stacked very close together and we all stood in, um, a box that, uh, copy paper comes in Mm -hmm. and it's one of those like WB Mason boxes and we were so tight together and we had just met a month ago (laughs) and we were like, okay, (laughs) close. Sketch comedy gets you close. Who was in your team? So it was me, uh, Sue Nelson, who's also on Barbara Bush, um, RJ Payne and Sophia Piro? Yes, thank you. Oh my God, I'm embarrassed that I forgot her last name. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Uh, So that was your first experience? Oh, I mean, no. It was was like, it was a new experience of doing... It was my first like writing a show. Right. And was that was 
so 301 and then you did sketch 101 with madonna yes right yeah like right after iron sketch like august ish um um and then i've had uh courtney and jolie on mm -hmm. previously and they mentioned how uh barbara bush kind of coalesced like yeah where there's like three people from one group to yeah like, two came in and then yeah. another, like um, so yeah so sue and i um we were on an improv team called bishbelda yeah and we were on that team with shauna stoltzfus and nicole zeitz and like it was a fun team it was fine but we were like we really like the girls better. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's start a girl group. Um, and I was really good friends with Courtney um, from volunteering and stuff mm -hmm. at the theater. And Sue and I were both really good friends with Julia from doing classes mm -hmm. with her. And um, so we were like, okay, six is good, but like seven feels better. And then Courtney was really good friends with Jolie yeah. and brought her in. And it kind of just... It was like September. Yeah, it was. It must have been September because one of our first things was like they slept over my house and we watched the season premiere of Saturday Night Live because we we were Team like building. cool Bonding. twenty. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> really cool. And we woke my roommate up and she had to be at Starbucks at four <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> she was so like, "You guys are so loud." <laughs> so, uh, but originally Barbara Bush started out as an improv mm -hmm. group. Yeah. After a practice one day, we were kind of just all like, well, we all write. Well, most of us write. Like, let's just write sketch. And <laughs> literally in that scene, like, we were like, okay, yeah, this is so much fun. Let's book a show. Had not written anything. Anything. So, like, we were all joking around on the couch, and I'm, like, emailing Brian Kelly, like, oh, we've been working on this show. <laughs> Do you have any spots available? And he gave us one around Christmas time. Yeah. So then we wrote, like, all Christmas stuff. Uh, actually, uh, no one was around. <laughs> so it was like, let's book this show. And then um, Nicole couldn't be there. Shauna couldn't be there. Julia. Oh, no, no, no. Nicole and Sue. So Julia couldn't be there at all. Shauna and Nicole and Sue were like, we can't write. And we can't show up really to rehearse, <laughs> but we'll go to tech. <laughs> so me, Joel, <laughs> yeah. Me, Jolie, and Courtney wrote the whole show. <laughs> We're like, all right. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Let's part slap of, it together. Part of being in a sketch group. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So then you so you you redo 101, you do mm -hmm. 201. Mm -hmm. And then you start Catherine and Sarah. Yeah, Catherine and Sarah started um, so Sarah Clemency and I did Improv 401 together, and then okay. we got cast on um, a Herald team together at Fit. And I love music, and she and she loves music, and she's good at music. So we were like, let's do a musical sketch. And I think we did our first show almost a year ago. Okay, we kind of were like, um, let's just write this stupid show and have write songs and stuff mm -hmm. and it was like super super fun and we got um gab batoni and ryan birchmeyer to be in it um and that was actually the last time we did something with other people and from there uh, we just kind of we liked the format but we didn't like it enough to keep pursuing um it was just like it was like all the sketch shows in philly it was sketch um interstitial sketch interstitial sketch mm -hmm. interstitial and instead of sketches we had songs um but we like we didn't like leaving the stage so we kind of morphed it into our new ish um the way we do stuff where uh, the bits the interstitials are just like us kind of fucking with the audience <laughs> or like trying to like engage them in some so way. it's no longer like a sketch based yeah i mean um, it, we pattern it's 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, it kind of mimics it, but we really kind of, and like our sketches, we do f- try to follow game in terms of like heightening yeah. and like, this is the one weird thing that we follow. Um, but it is really like, just like a solid 20 minute show. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I think I was at that first mm-hmm. run yeah. of Catherine and Sarah and the big one, the big thing I can remember yeah. was I wish he comes like, Oh yeah. I hope that he comes on our face yeah, like or on my face and loves me. The <laughs> just how the song was written and like yeah. how it got to the end point. I was, I was legitimately like blown away. I was like, this is far and away. Like, and I don't want to like savage anything else in the show but, but this is far yes. and away the best thing on this that set. was brilliant and, and yeah that song um sarah was like i want to we both really like the idea of rounds like uh mm-hmm. row 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 your boat where like yeah. different people are jumping and like it start like you're singing at different parts of the song so it fills in a line um and we both really like that idea <laughs> it's so funny i remember meeting with her at saxby's and she was like i wanted to be super dumb but all i can think of is i like butts <laughs> we were like well we can come up with something better than that um so we were joking around about come and she wrote this song about come on my face be- and it's, but it's so it's good three women preparing mm-hmm. for a date preparing for a date um and we're just like i hope that it's magical i hope that it's romantic and um, the like whole line of the song is there's one line of the song is um, I hope that he comes and doesn't stand me up. Uh, we uh, I hope that we're both on the same page. He'll see my face and love me. So then we take the like the last bit of co- like yeah. mix and match those lines. Um, to make, uh, I hope that he comes on my face and loves me. Because it's one of the, it was one of those jokes that like I didn't see coming, <laughs> and then after it happened, I was like, "How did you not yeah. see that coming?" Yeah. Like it was. We did so that good. when we were doing the tech rehearsal for that. Uh, Paul Trigg had to build because like mm-hmm. the tech for I forget who the tech was. I think it was Jack, but um, Jack O'Keefe, and he wasn't around to do the build, so Paul Trigg had to do it. Um, and he was like, uh, that's a black outline. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the black outline of the sketch is I hope that he comes on my face and loves me. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 we were like, all right, Paul, like, I don't know what, I don't know if you think it's funny or not, but so, so, uh, so now you're, you basically just have Sarah, Catherine and Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Improv. Um, yeah, I'm still on Fjord. Okay. Um, Sarah and I do improv. We like submit to festivals as an mm. improv duo as well um we will not again submit as both because <laughs> the last time we did we got picked for improv instead of like our right. sketch songs which we were like why like why because <laughs> not that we're bad at improv it's just like we're way better and at you and you can't do the old uh siri pants trick like hey can i get suggestions from the audience right. i hear th- i hear this <laughs> and I just land into your normal <laughs> sketch show right like, yeah we actually Which you could do, but we joked about doing that, and we were like, "Nah, it's like it's too much." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, we went, we completely fast forward, like everything yeah. that I normally like. Oh, sorry. So, I what like was your track. um, uh, like what, what what did you watch as a kid? What were uh, you like into? What got so you into comedy? Damn. Oh, well, Aubrey already stole my PBS. You're, uh, <laughs> you're going up before Aubrey, so. Oh, yeah. So I really <laughs> liked <laughs> Are You Being Served? Um, 
I grew up in a house where uh, my parents, my parents got cable in 2008 or 2000. No, it was before that because it was before the Phillies were in the World Series. They got cable in 2005 or 2006. I think it was 2006 because Comcast Sportsnet bought the Phillies and uh, or bought like the rights mm-hmm. to broadcast the Phillies and they couldn't watch it on my right. PHL anymore or I think it was WB17 still at the time. Um, so I didn't have cable growing up. I had I three, either. six, ten, seventeen, twenty-nine, twelve, whatever. So as a kid, I didn't have a lot of access to like cool stuff. Um, but I watched Are You Being Served? I watched Animaniacs a lot. Um, and when that came back on Netflix, I was like, yeah. I, seriously, like, <laughs> and rewatching Animaniacs now, you're like, do you get so many this more isn't jokes? Funny. <laughs> this isn't funny to a kid. This is funny to a grown right? up. Like. <laughs> I know these references yeah. now. I'm like, like blown away by how much I remember. And like I I watch Netflix while I fall asleep, which is like I, I watch like I do too. either Netflix. I watch Netflix and I'll either watch like The Office or Animaniacs or Law and Order or Criminal Minds. Like I have very weird. Why <laughs> would you pick those last two <laughs> to fall asleep to? I so into it. <laughs> I'm like so into it. I feel like that would be like nightmares and awfulness. Oh yeah, so I, I was falling asleep to Animaniacs one day, and I was like, wheel of morality, turn, 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 like, as I'm falling asleep. That <laughs> like, sounds way so better than Criminal Minds. <laughs> I love like, Criminal Minds. Like, I'm worried you're a sociopath now. Oh, like, I like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a valid concern, Josh. Like, I think <laughs> that it's uh, definitely possible. Um, yeah, so that stuff. I watched The Simpsons. Um, so I think I really like to watch shows that like my mom disapproved of. So like right. I try to watch. I try to sneak The Simpsons. I tried to sneak Married with Children. Yeah. Um, Moesha. Like <laughs> why? Why like, UPN was why like, was Moesha banned? Because it was like about teenagers, and I was ten. Like I I don't know because it was like beyond my years as a preteen. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah. That's uh, but like none of these are particularly. Oh, hanging with Mr. Cooper, like not good comedies. <laughs> like yeah, that's like TGIF. Just yeah. Like I, yeah, like the TGIF. occasional very special episode. Yes. I remember um, the neighbor kid who went to the school. Yeah. Like this girl that he liked got shot. Oh, I don't remember that. By just like a drive-by. So <laughs> it was this like full-on very special episode about how guns are bad. I was into like very real (laughs) television (laughs) as a child. Um, (laughs) So then like, what's your introduction to sketch comedy? Like sketch comedy. I definitely, uh, obviously Saturday night live, the old boring answer. Yeah. Um, and Matt TV is the other one. Okay. So yeah. Did you have a preference as a kid? Um, I think actually as a child, I preferred Matt TV. Like, Um, is there something that like jumps out? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, Norm McDonald's, uh, no. Michael. Michael McDonald. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Norm McDonald was Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, his Wrong like McDonald. baby, his baby character. Uh, Stewart. Like, Stewart. Stewart. Yes, jumps out to me. And Bobby, Bobby Lee. I yeah. was gonna say Bobby Lang, but I already talked about Bobby Lang today. Um, Bobby Lee's just like maniacal, like just he's bizarre, just like yeah. maniac. Um. So, like, that was definitely, I didn't. I think it was, like, the goofiness of it was sure. what I was more drawn to. Um, and then just, I think Saturday Night Live was on too late, like, because I think um, Mad TV started at 11, yeah, and yeah. SNL started at Yeah, because you can get a full half hour of Mad TV, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you don't remember to change the channel. Like, right, yeah. So, uh, it was 
definitely yeah um so do you have a favorite Saturday Night Live cast uh, member you know or what? uh I am very torn by that because Tina Fey is my homegirl I love Tina Fey so much mm-hmm. she's just like everything um and I like uh Jane Curtin so much okay uh, she's just so like saucy and like just straightforward. I just love. Uh, oh, Third Rock from the Sun. There's Third another Rock from one. The sun. Love it. Um, and uh, Kristen Wiig. Okay. I love Kristen Wiig so much. But it's funny. I remember uh, Fjord was having a conversation about spirit animals, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Who's your comedy spirit animal?" And I said, "Allison Janney." <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like um, not a comedian. <laughs> she, I don't remember. We were. She's at, won like three comedy yeah. Emmys in the last couple of years. And so. Her in Drop Dead Gorgeous is really, I think, what got me into comedy. I have to revisit Drop Dead, Drop Dead Gorgeous oh because <laughs> I... Too. I think we probably mirror DVD <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember seeing it in college and not understanding like the pedigree of a lot of the people uh-huh. that are behind it. Because yeah. like, uh, the writer wrote for The Simpsons. Yes. Um, She's in the movie, too. Lennon and Grant from mm-hmm. State are involved. Mm-hmm. Like... There's just it's like, like, I watch it a couple times a year, and it is just it's so smart, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so stupid at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> it's like the I know. You uh, have to be smart to be stupid. And there's so many people in it too. Yeah. Uh, like Amy Adams is in it as like a young person. It's like so yeah. There's a lot. Denise Richards is in it. Brittany Murphy's in it. Uh, I know. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's just oh that's like and i think so like if we're talking about like what actually like spurred interest in comedy i think it was that movie i remember okay we would uh wednesday night my mom went back to school when i was little to get her master's and my dad would take us to blockbuster on her like class nights we we would have hungry man dinners and go to blockbuster (laughs) and i would get that movie like at least once a month and my dad was like yeah it was like me and my brothers and my dad would rotate picks so there were four weeks in a month and we would each have a pick and every time i would get dropped dead gorgeous he's like no i was about to say you you know there are other movies out there like i was young and my mom graduated in 2004 from grad school i think it came out in the no, I think it's PG-13. Yeah. It came out in the late 90s, so I was like 12 when yeah. it came out. I don't know. Um, so you've done, like, you know, you've had Barbara Bush. You had this uh, little excursion with Goldie. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Catherine and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you've learned about comedy? Yeah. Um, and I know everybody's advice is to, like, uh, as Aubrey eloquently put it, kill your darling. Two weeks later, two weeks before, two weeks before. I know. (laughs) No, uh, a a lot of people say, uh, don't be afraid, like, don't be precious, don't be afraid to, like, cut something. And I, that was very valuable advice when I started Um, with this, like, with the sketch that we read in Mm -hmm. particular. um, Dave, and now I'm going to fit, God, I'm the worst (laughs) with names tonight. My brain is fried. Um, Dave Matter, yes, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave Matter was like, if it's not pushing the sketch forward, cut it. Like, even yeah. if you think it's the funniest joke ever, cut it. Which was great advice, but I am a huge proponent of go with your butt, go with your gut, mm-hmm. um, go with your butt. <laughs> 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 um, 
It's like if you feel strongly about something, you gotta fight for it. Yeah. I know there were jokes in the first Barbara Bush sketch, my one sketch in particular, that it was a huge fight, and I was like, no, this is funny. I know it's funny, um, but it's also like pick your battles. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a delicate balance between like going with your gut and fighting for something, and knowing when to step back. Um, and I think that applies to life too. <laughs> yeah. So okay, and then with. Uh, since doing this with Christine, doing Improv 101, yeah. why did you get into comedy? Why do you do it? Um, it's just fun. Like, it's just kind of like a release, and it makes you happy, and there's nothing quite like uh, like a joke landing. Right. Especially for me, like, growing up, um, I always wanted to be in the, perf- like, productions and stuff, but I played sports, and I, like, I just didn't have the time. And for me, it's m- still more... I am it's still more um, like fulfilling to be behind the curtain and have somebody else on stage saying words that I wrote. You think so? Oh my God, I get so much more joy out of that than like, I love being behind the scenes and writing something that and having someone execute what I put together huh. perfectly to like, and, and pleasing an audience. Like I love that so much. Like I remember uh, Barbara Bush did a sketch fest present show, and one of the sketches that I wrote, um, I was behind the cr- I wasn't in it, and I was like jumping up and down behind the curtain <laughs> like a nerd. I was like, it's funny, I'm validated. <laughs> but yeah, I just there's nothing quite like that feeling of like seeing something fulfilled successfully. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. Right. Thanks, Catherine. That is stupid. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Thanks for having me. You can see Catherine and the Fit House team Fjord on Saturday nights at Philly Improv Theater. But Catherine and Sarah will be bringing their musical comedy to Philly Sketchfest Presents on October 21st at 8.30. Like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash Catherine and Sarah. And then after Catherine and Sarah perform, stay for a show I'm beyond excited for as Vincent DiCostanza and his WGRA Radio Theater presents H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds at 10 p.m. Tickets will be available at phillysketchfest.com in the upcoming weeks. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production, you can find more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook to keep up who I'll be talking to next and future live shows. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Come back next week when I talk to Albie Williams. But first, go see some comedy.